0: Hi, it's Evie. I want to apologize for the quality of this audio right now. I have no excuse other than laziness but I promise it will not stay like this for the rest of the episode. Um, You will hear us mention in this episode that we filmed it at the beginning of January um, and it is currently March. Um, The reason that I am posting it right now instead of then was I first of all forgot to edit it and second of all we ended up realizing that it would be better fit to be posted in March. Because of Women's History Month. And we will be posting other cases to do with Women's History Month throughout the rest of the month. So enjoy. Hey, grave diggers. It's Evie. And Allie. (laughs) And welcome back to To the Grave. That's good enough.
1: (laughs) That's good enough! We got We're it! Struggling. Okay. Hey, um, Basically, guys, um, we struggle on starting the intro every time we record because I have severe anxiety on how I talk. And when I try to, <laughs> to say the first line, I get, like, voice cracks or something, <laughs> and I just have to sound decent for myself. I'm eating Uh, yogurt. Okay. Well, actually, fun fact, guys. This is our second time recording this episode. Because... Okay, okay. We haven't had time to edit the first one. (laughs) We recorded it. Fun fact. End of November. And it's now the end of January. I'm going to start editing this after we're done recording. Because I can't... Oh, okay. Good. (laughs) Good. Because last time we completely forgot... We got busy with finals. Yeah. We, got we... Busy. we we were on winter break. Evie was away from their computer. Mm-hmm. Um so we just did not edit it. Which actually came in clutch mm-hmm. because okay, let me get straight to the point. Today's episode is the Black Dahlia. And if you guys haven't heard me say this before, it is my favorite case of all fucking time. This is this should be a pretty well known fact right now. But during winter break like the day after christmas i went to barnes and nobles because i had gift cards and because a customer gifted me 500 dollars. but that's a story for later oh i never told you that did i i didn't tell you that Uh -uh. oh yeah um so the customers just like came in and were like hey we have something for one of your workers like just pick any worker and my manager pointed at me, thinking it was just like this like small gift or something. Mm-hmm. It's $500. Damn. Nice. Best Christmas ever. <laughs> um, So the day after Christmas, I got to go on a shopping mall with my parents at the mall. Nice. And that included Barnes and nobles. And I wanted to get true crime books. And in my head, I was like, if I'm lucky enough to find a book on the Black Dahlia, I'm going to be really happy. And guess what I fucking find? A book on the Black Dahlia. Life is great. That's the first book I decided to read as soon as I got back to school. And I just finished it, like, yesterday.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It took me, like, two weeks to finish it because I got busy, but I finished well, that's, it.
0: Well, it was so decently-sized book, so two weeks is a little... Yeah, I remember yeah, you was, texting was... me while you were reading it. You are like, I'm starting the book. And then later in the day, you
1: were like, I'm on page 200. I was like, what? what? <laughs> I, I have to. I have too much time on my hands. I, like, finished 160 pages in the span of, like... I got, like, to 120 on one day, then I got to 160 by the end of the week, then I didn't read for a week, and then I finished it yesterday. There was I, 260 pages. I got a
0: true crime book for Christmas. I'm going to grab it. I haven't started reading it, because so I'm not Ooh. as much of a reader as here, but I'm going to show it.
1: But Yeah. I got that, too. Oh, dude. Yeah, those, those $500 came in clutch, guys. Actual clutch. Like, oh my god. Wait, my camera's blurry. Ah, I stubbed my toe. Oh, no.
0: Okay. It's called How to Catch a Killer. Ooh. And I'm excited to read it because it's hunting and capturing the world's most notorious serial killers. And the killers on the back, I only know some of them. Uh, Colin Pitchfork, the footpath killer. I, the footpad killer. I've never heard of. Me neither. Um, uh, Albert Fish, I have heard of. I don't think I am ever gonna have the energy to cover Albert Fish, so I don't know. Maybe in the future, but he was a horror. He's, ugh. I've listened. Oh, to, I've listened to Morbid like four times fully through. I've only ever listened to his case twice through because it just it's it hurts to listen to. Anyways, Ooh. Ted Bundy. Um, Ooh. Eileen Warnos, which I I Eileen recognize Wuornos. the names. I recognize the name, but I actually don't know that case.
1: I saw an episode on how they caught her. Well, they caught her... They,
0: I don't know. This doesn't really say... She killed seven men. Yeah, I don't... I'm yeah. not familiar with her. Jeffrey Dahmer and Ed mm. Kemper. I've already covered Ed Kemper. we already Spe- covered Ed Kemper. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of which, my sister for she's a senior in high school and um for her english class she had to like listen to an episode of a podcast and analyze it she's and kidding. she listened to our podcast and she listened to the edmund kipper episode and when she was done with it she texted me like how the fuck have
1: i never heard of this guy like she's not making <laughs> a true
0: crime but she was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> y'all should go listen
1: to that episode if you haven't it. it's it's the, a episode. Episode we've had. I- it's the craziest episode we've had it's the craziest episode I don't know. So I think Fred and Rosemary West
0: is pretty up there. It would be even better oh, yeah. if I remembered to do part two.
1: Oh yeah, speaking of part two, um, we're gonna try to do that soon. Mm-hmm. We're just it's just up to Evie to have time to research because they are a college person. They are busy and this
0: yeah and fun. a theater major. It takes a shit and of a, theater time major, to be a theater major, which
1: is a lot of work.
0: Yeah, I I don't think I have anything this week for theater, so I should have time to research it. Woo-hoo. But yes, yeah,
1: uh, back to the episode. Back to the point. <laughs> um, I read this book and I was like, okay, it's probably going to cover the stuff that we already covered in the episode we recorded. Guys, this author brought in a whole other suspect that I didn't even know about and had this compelling case against them with so much freaking evidence. And I was here mind-boggled. Like, how did I not know about this dude? How did I? I didn't know about him. Because, like, the Wikipedia page that I used for the research and the ar- main articles that I found to research, none of them talked about this dude. The article that I found talking about him was the fucking Rolling Stone. And I'm like, huh? What? Okay. So I was, I was like, texting Evie, and I was like, you know... I don't think I would feel morally comfortable posting an episode where I think it's this whole other different dude when it's in fact most likely this guy, and I don't think I can do that. So can we please re-record the episode? Yeah, for a while you were
0: saying that we could do like a bonus after I posted that, but I was like, can we just like re-record the whole episode? Because I don't know if I'm ever gonna get to editing. Editing like
1: it's 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 just more convenient, Mm -hmm. and honestly. Knowing Evie, they probably mostly forgot some of the information, <laughs> some of it,
0: yeah
1: <laughs> That's what I was worried about. I was like, it's not gonna feel that natural because they're probably gonna know the story, and then I remember to wait, it's Evie
0: i I consume so much true crime, like, yeah, that I listen to at least three cases a day, so
1: they get a little jumbled in my brain, oh. Guys, we made a new TikTok account. Oh, yeah, we did. It's at 2 Pod, which is the same as our Twitter. But we remade it because we kind of left our old one in the dust since, once again, November. And the algorithm really didn't quite like us anyways. So we're like, you know what? Let's try again. And so far, I'm saying this one's doing decently better. Like, obviously, it's not like 250 followers yet. But considering I've only posted five TikToks on it and we're almost at a thousand likes, i say we're doing decently on that one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we've been recording for like 10 episodes in 10 minutes and we haven't even gotten to the case yet.
0: Okay, I'm recording. I'm just gonna, uh-huh. I'll explain. Okay, so for the people watching wondering why it looks different or for the people listening wondering why there's just a really awkward cut, um, I have a real bad Wi-Fi. At the school that I go to, it's just like shit, and it all of a sudden decided it didn't want to work, um, and everything started lagging. And I don't—I really hope it doesn't happen again in this episode. Knock on wood. Um, but we I had to restart my computer, but everything's good now.
1: Ooh. Okay, back to the episode. Let's—we're gonna have to start from the beginning because it happened like right as we started. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Trigger warnings to start off, as always. They told the descriptions of a murder, autopsy report will be read, incest for when it comes to one of the suspects, and I think that's it. Unless if I mention any other thing that's not on my notes that is triggering, then I'll mention it. But yeah, let's let's start. So, it was a sunny day in Los Angeles, California on January 15th, 1947. Um it was it will turn into a dark day for um, Lambert Park resident Betty Bersinger and her three-year-old daughter Anne who would find the bisected body of 22-year-old Elizabeth Short around 10 in the morning. It's Elizabeth not a would... lovely
0: experience.
1: I know, right? They were on the way to a shoe shop. To a shoe repair shop.
0: Damn. And
1: body found. So great. So great. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth would soon be called a Black Dahlia by the press and her case remains unsolved 75 years later. But who was Elizabeth Short before her passing? So let's start from the beginning. So her childhood. Uh, Elizabeth was born July 29, 1924 in the Hyde Park section of Boston, Massachusetts, to her father, Cleo A. Short, and her mother, Phoebe Mae Sawyer. When Elizabeth was three, her family briefly relocated to Portland, Maine, before settling back in Medford, Boston, which is in a suburb in Boston, (laughs) the same year of 1927. Uh, Cleo Short built miniature golf courses until he lost his savings in a 1929 stock market crash.
0: That's really sad. I love mini golf. So
1: in 1930, when Elizabeth was around six years old, um, Cleo's car would be found abandoned on the Charleston Bridge, and it was assumed that he jumped into the Charleston River. So believing Cleo was dead, Phoebe picked up a job as a bookkeeper. Elizabeth underwent lung surgery at 15 due to severe bronchitis and asthma attacks. And afterwards, doctors suggested Elizabeth to relocate to an area with milder climate to prevent more respiratory issues, which caused her to spend three winters in Miami, Florida with family friends. And in her sophomore year, she dropped out of Medford High School. And next is her relocation to California. So in the late 1942, Phoebe received an apology letter from none other than Cleo Short, revealing that he was still alive and had relocated to California to start a new life. So in December Lovely. of that same year, I know, right? Like, Thanks, imagine man. going for 12 years thinking your husband is dead. Imagine and going, going through the
0: grief of losing your husband to suicide and then 12 years later, he's like,
1: ah, JK. JK, I'm alive. I just didn't want to keep life this way. So I... Moved to another state, and I started whole brand new with no family. Damn. 12 years. I would not have given him. Divorce. I don't don't know, man. It it was whack. So (laughs) in December of the same year of 1942, at age 18, Elizabeth would move to Vallejo, California to live with the father she hadn't seen for 12 years. Goddamn. But, due to arguments between the two, Elizabeth moved out one month later in I January wonder. of 1943.
0: I wonder why they were arguing. I can't even I think wonder. of anything that Cleo would have done wrong that would have led for her to be mad at him.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I <God>. don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. So, Elizabeth took a job at the base exchange at Camp Cook near Lampock and briefly lived with an Army Air Force sergeant who reportedly abused her. So fuck she him. left Lompoc. Fuck him, man. I don't mm, fuck for me. Fuck men. In some <laughs> cases, in most cases, fuck fair. Men. I mean, I have a boyfriend, but like
0: besides, literally besides my boyfriend, fuck men. <laughs> <laughs> to our male listeners, take no offense. I'm sure you're great and lovely. <laughs> I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are like, yeah, fair.
1: Yeah, because most. Of the people we cover are male killers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think. It's
0: fine. I think I think it's a reasonable thing to say. Let's just yeah. continue on with the case. <laughs>
1: okay. So she lived in Lompoc in mid-1943 and moved to Santa Barbara where she got arrested September 23rd, 1943 for under- underage drinking. This will be handy later. Juvenile authorities sent her back to Massachusetts, but she returned to Florida, occasionally visiting her family in Boston. So while in Florida, she met Major Matthew Michael Gordon Jr., an Army Air Officer who was training for deployment. She told her friends that Gordon had written to propose marriage while he was recovering from injuries from a plane crash in India, and that she said yes. But sadly, Gordon would die in a second airplane crash on August tenth, nineteen forty-five, less than a week before the end of the war. That sucks. Which sucks. Actually, I read this in the book, um, which is *Bacchdalia Red Rose* by Pew Eatwell, I believe. I'll put it in the description. Yeah. Um, the mother has sent Elizabeth a letter saying, "I'm so sorry about your loss. like my thoughts are with you and stuff." And the police were like, "Okay." So she was engaged to this guy. But then when she told, asked the mother, the mother said that's a letter that she sent to all of Gordon's friends and that he had never mentioned being engaged.
0: So some
1: people think that Elizabeth lied when she said she was engaged. Hmm. So I'm here like, okay. So in July 1946, um, Short relocated to LA to visit Air Force, Army Air Force Lieutenant Joseph Gordon Fickling, which was an acquaintance with Florida. Second Gordon, actually. Hmm. Interesting. So she spent less than six months of the last six months of her life in Southern California, mostly in the L.A. area. Um, shortly before her death, she had been working as a waitress and rented a room behind the Florentine Gardens nightclub on Hollywood Boulevard. She was previously described as an aspiring actress. But according to, according to sources, she wanted to be a film star, but had no known credits. Hmm. Last scene. She was last seen on January 9th, 1947. I didn't type the full year, but I know it's 1947. <laughs> uh, she returned to her home in L.A. after a brief trip to San Diego with Robert Red Manley, a 25-year-old married salesman she had been dating. Um, actually, I also read this in the book. Manly said that he started dating her to see if he still loved his wife. And after getting trapped in the whole suspect thing, he decided that he was never going to cheat on her again. And I'm like, wow, it took you getting caught in a murder to decide that you're not cheating on your wife again. That reminds
0: me of a TikTok I saw the other day of some dude saying, um... You know, you're loyal when you cheat on your girl and you regret it.
1: (laughs) Yes. I saw that. I saw that, dude. And I was like, once again,
0: fuck men. Fuck men. (laughs)
1: Like, what is that? Oh my God. Um, Manly stated that he dropped God. Elizabeth off at the Biltmore Hotel in downtown LA um, short, was, short was to meet her sister who was visiting from Boston hmm. um, Hotel staff recalled seeing her use the lobby phone and shortly after she was allegedly seen by patrons of the ground, Crown Grill Cocktail Lounge at 754 Olive Street which is around three-eighth miles away from the Biltmore hmm. Hotel now for the discovery. On the morning of January 15th, shorts, naked body, severed into two pieces was found on a vacant lot on the west side of South Norton Avenue, midway between Coliseum Street Colise- Coliseum Street, and West 39th Street in the neighborhood of Lambert Park. Betty Bersinger found a body around 10 a.m. while running errands with her daughter. Um, she first thought it was a store mannequin, but when realizing it was a body, she ran to a nearby home and called the police. As Morbid um, okay.
0: always says,
1: it's never a mannequin. <laughs> it's never a mannequin. It is never a mannequin. Yeah. And here's a quote that she said. She said, I glanced to my right and saw this very dead white body. My goodness, it was so white. It didn't look like anything more than perhaps an artificial model. It was so white and separated in the middle. Um, Her bod- short's body was severely mutilated and completely severed at the waist and drained of blood, leaving her skin a pale white. Medical examiners determined she was dead for around 10 hours, making the time of death late 14th evening or the early morning of the 15th. Um, her face had And been when slashed. was she last seen? The 9th. So there was like almost a whole week of her missing. Mm-hmm. Um, their face sla- her face was slashed from the corners of her mouth to her ear, which is called a glass glow smile. Um, And there were several cuts on her thighs and breasts, and entire portions of her skin were missing. Actually, on her left thigh, she had a whole chunk of skin cut off. And everybody was like, why? Turns out, she had a rose tattoo. I was wondering if it was a tattoo, yeah. She had a rose tattoo, and that tattoo got shoved inside her. What? Yeah. What uh the police actually kept that information away from the public good How was like...
0: it shoved inside her is that is it like gross yeah i there oh yeah that's what i thought mm. yeah
1: um yeah they you didn't it mention that from... the first time we recorded this i didn't know until i read the book wow um, the police kept it away from the public because they were like, only the killer would know this. Yeah. So they were like, if anybody ever tells us what happened to this tattoo and they're right, they're a suspect. hmm Which was smart play on them, and actually this is how one of the suspects that I learned from in the book got almost arrested. More on and... that later. Okay, almost. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. It sucks. Um, her lower half was a foot away from the upper, and the intestines were neatly tucked under her. And I was like... Under
0: her top half or her bottom half? Bottom half. I know that's not
1: important, I'm just curious. Yeah, under her butt. Lovely. Yeah. Um, And her body had been posed, with her arms bent at around a 90 degree angle over her head, and her legs were spread apart. Lovely. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Los Angeles Herald Express reporter Aggie Underwood took several bod- um, photos of the body and the scene. Um, Aggie would um, th- there's a lot on Aggie I learned from the book so I'm going to talk about her a little bit later when I talk about the Herald Express again. Oh. Um, it was determined during the autopsy that the smile had been made while she was alive. I I don't uh. want to think about that. Me neither. Mm-mm. Me neither. Was um, that the only
0: of her injuries that were
1: blows to the head as well.
0: But the rest was postmortem?
1: Yes. That's the good, bisection. At least. The bisection. Um I don't know if like the cuts and like the taking chunks of her skin off. I sh- I want to believe I, that that was postmortem. I want to believe it was postmortem, yeah.
0: Yeah, after the Glasgow smile being pre mortem. That's the right term, right? That sounds. I believe so. It it sounds dumb, but I'm just gonna go with it. Yeah. Um. um, I just everything else is postmortem. That's what I think. That's what's in my brain. That's what's staying there.
1: Yep. So LAPD described Elizabeth as a five foot six inch, 118 pound, black hair, green eyes, very attractive, bad lower teeth, and fingernails chewed (laughs) to the quick. I'm not gonna I'm lie to you, a was... lot of
0: that description describes me. I am five foot six, I weigh around you that, don't... and I have got I have bad bottom teeth. Oh but like God. I don't want to be described with bad bottom teeth. I I will openly admit that they aren't great, but like if I die, that's not something you need to put. <laughs> exactly. I guess like it's an identifying marker, but like it's just kind of rude. <laughs> like how yeah. they how they put it there. As much as it was probably needed for them to put it there for, like, identification purposes, because it's a pretty, like, it's a pretty obvious, like, detail. It's kind of rude. I don't know. I'm just getting defensive over her, because I've, whoa, my monitor just decided it wanted to go black, but it's back now.
1: Okay. All right, y'all ready for the autopsy report? Yeah. All right, this is a quote from the Wikipedia page. The body had been cut completely in half by a technique taught in the 1930s called a hemicorporectomy. The lower half of her body had been removed by transecting the lumbar spine between the second and third lumbar vertebrae, thus severing the intestine at the duodenum. Newber's reported noted very little bruising along the incision line, suggesting that it had been performed after death. Another gaping laceration measuring four and a half inches in length, Ran long, long, long ways. Vertical. Um, from the- Hot dog you, style? Huh? A hot dog style? <laughs> hot dog style. <laughs> um... Not the time to make jokes, but it makes me feel time. better. <laughs> from the um umbilicus to the suprapubic region, the lacerations on each side of the face, which extended from the corners of the lip, were measured at three inches on the right side and two and a half inches on the left. The skull was not fractured, but there was bruising noted on the front and right side of her scalp, with a small amount of bleeding and a subarachnoid space on the right side consistent with blows to the head. I'm, I'll edit this in front of it. Trigger warning: talk of maybe sexual assault. The cause of death was determined to be hemorrhaging from lacerations to her face and the shock from blows to the head and face. Um, the doctor noted that Short's anal canal was dilated at one and three-four inches, suggesting that she might have been raped. But the sample was were taken from her body, testing for the presence of sperm, but the results came back negative. It could have been with
0: like a foreign object.
1: Yeah, that's true. There... Short was identified after her fingerprints were sent to the FBI via sound photo, and they found it through the time she got arrested because they took her fingerprints, and that's how they identified her. What did her. she get
0: arrested for?
1: Underage drinking. Remember.
0: Uh. Yeah, I, um, but yeah, you did
1: tell me, I just briefly forgot it, sorry. Yeah, that's how they identify her, from using their fingerprints from the time she got arrested. I'm,
0: I'm glad she got arrested.
1: Yeah, if not, she most likely would have not been identified.
0: Yeah, especially with the... Well, I, like, the tattoo thing, I was like, oh, identification, but then they kept it. That's weird. The killer kept it there.
1: Actually, the reason that the police got a second way of verifying her identity is that after they got her fingerprints back, they went to the camp cook where she worked, and they talked with the, I think it was the registrar the lady that worked like at the office, mm-hmm. and she told her, oh yeah, she was very pretty, and she had a rose tattoo on her left leg that mm-hmm. she would always like sit in a way that you could see it, and they're mm-hmm. like... It's her because she had a tattoo missing and that was inside of her. Yeah. So that's how they knew that it was actually her because of the Rose tattoo. Yeah. So, time for the investigation, guys. This is where I get super, super, super pissed. Um, Initial investigation. January 21st of 1947, six days after she was found, there was a person claiming to be the killer that called the office of James Richardson editor of The Examiner, congratulating him on the newspaper's coverage of the case, and stated that he planned on turning himself in after further pursuit. Told Richardson to expect some souvenirs of Beth short in the mail. My little notice is that they were close enough to call her Beth. Did she go by Beth? Is that kind? I don't I don't know. They, she she was, um, I know this one guy called her Beth. She would be called Betty. Hmm.
0: Elizabeth.
1: Um, there are other nicknames. I don't know about,
0: like, anything about what you're about to say, but, like, this person could just be trying to get attention by writing, and just called her Beth, because they were like, it makes me look like I know what I'm talking about, because it sounds like I know her. But that's just, like, devil's advocate. I don't
1: know. I don't know what you're about to say. But... Turned out he was right, and on January 24th, a suspicious manila folder was discovered by the U.S. Postal Service worker. It was addressed to the Los Angeles Examiner and other L.A. papers. Um, there were words cut out from the newspapers, and it read, Here's Dahlia's belongings, letter to follow. It contained a short, um, short birth certificate, business cards, photographs, names written on paper, and an address book with the name Mark Hansen embossed on the cover. Interesting. Notes on Mark Hansen, because he's going to come into play later. Okay. Um, the wallet had... Not the wallet. The address book and everything else had been cleaned with gasoline, but it left a partial fingerprint. Um, they were compromised in transit and resulted back as negative, which I find really weird. Um, and then, two miles away from where the body was found, there was a handbag and a black shoe. Reported to have been seen on top of the garbage can, um, it was recovered by the police, but they had also been wiped by gasoline.
0: Interesting. What a very specific thing to yeah. wipe. Cause when I don't, I've never, um, ever thought about having to remove my fingerprints from anything. Um, thankfully, so. Yeah. But I don't think I would think of using gasoline. Yeah. Maybe like a wet wipe, but I guess this. Or alcohol. This? It's just not when wet wipes existed. But alcohol, yeah. Yeah. But gasoline's just weirdly specific. Who is just like gasoline
1: laying around? A psychopath. Fair. But on March 14th, um around two months later, an apparent suicide note was found tucked in a pile of men's clothing by a beach, I'm pretty sure. It says to whom it may concern, I have waited for the police to capture me for the Black Dahlia killing, but have not. I am too much of a coward to turn myself in. Um. So this is my best way out. I couldn't help myself for that. Or this. I'm sorry, Mary. And I'm like, who the fuck is Mary? Yeah, I was about to ask. <laughs> I was like, who the hell is Mary? Do we know? I don't think so. Damn. I don't think that was ever uncovered. I I was thinking that there was something else. But I don't- I think that's related at the very end. It was just the black purse and the shoe that was found. Yeah, that was it. Okay, now let's get to Mark Henson. Okay. I hate this bitch. Uh, damn. <laughs> uh, he was the owner of the address book, and he mm-hmm. was quickly deemed a suspect. Obviously. He was a wealthy local nightclub and theater owner. Already he sounds was an like acquaintance. an acquaintance. Yes. He was an acquaintance of Short, and Short and her, and her friends stayed at his home from time to time. They would live there. Interesting. According to some sources, he was the one that confirmed that the shoe and the bag belonged to Elizabeth. Hmm. And Toth, which is um, Short's friend and roommate, told investigators that Short had recently rejected sexual advances from Hanson and suggested it was a positive motive. But Hanson was cleared. Interesting. Why was he cleared? Um, they just said that there wasn't like much evidence against them, but when this new suspect came around, he was brought back into the scene and considered a suspect again. Interesting, so he was like cleared at first, but then when it came to the other suspect, they're like, Why are you related to this guy?
0: Hmm.
1: So now you're looking even more suspicious. Interesting, also, the guy that Elizabeth was last seen with, Manly Robert Man, Robert Red Manley. He was cleared after passing multiple polygraph tests.
0: Interesting polygraph um, tests. This is one of my favorite things about morbid. Was once in an episode they said that polygraph tests are as reliable as a hot dog in a trench coat, <laughs> and I think that that is accurate. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: They. But he said that he dropped her off and hadn't seen her since. So I, they're I'm, like, yeah. I'm it. not saying I think he did it because I don't really think that
1: he did it. But There's still, not evidence against him. Yeah, like none. Um, and when police went to talk to him, they went to his house, and guess who answered the door? His wife holding their newborn child! That's
0: probably why he was having an affair, because
1: she was pregnant. And then when they told her, she's like, I refuse to believe that my husband cheated on me unless he says it with his very own mouth. And then Robert Manley was like, yeah, I cheated on you. Damn, that's not what I expected to happen. (laughs) I know. I was like, why are the men in these stories such fucking assholes? This was the 40s? 50s? 40s. Yeah. Late 40s.
0: I don't know. Men haven't really gotten better, but like the 40s, I feel like they're just having affairs left and right. They're just getting bored. I mean, they didn't have like TV or they didn't have like fucking TikTok. So I guess that's the only thing exciting that they could do.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Those are horrible joke. I'm so sorry continue uh, let's go back to January so on okay. January 26th there was a handwritten letter received by the examiner and it said here it is turning in January 29th 10am had my fun at the police black Dahlia Avenger Um, the letter named the location and the police waited there but nobody showed up hmm. and then there was a new letter saying have changed my mind you will not give me a square deal Dahlia killing was justified I don't know about that and I'm like you asshole. You fucking asshole. Um, Many reporters covered the case but with a lot of false information. They covered Short's private life and some of them, mostly the Herald Express, which Aggie Underwood was one of the um, reporters there, Mm -hmm. wrote that she might have been a lesbian and became questioning owners of gay bars. And why? Because she was rejecting sexual advances from many men. She was known as a tease. So they were like, oh... She might be a lesbian.
0: That's the most obvious answer. I know, right? It's like, oh, she doesn't want to sleep with every
1: man she's ever met. Lesbian. Yeah. And then... The Herald Express received a letter saying, I will give up Dahlia killing if I get ten years. Don't try to find me. Lovely. I know, right? I don't think anybody
0: would give you ten years for... Every a murder. S- that is, it's such a hor horrible, senseless murder. They're not gonna be like, okay, I'll give
1: you ten years. I yeah, know. Um. All right. Nine. The case turned cold. Only led. The only lead was that the killer must have had medical training due to the precision of the cuts.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That was all they had. It had to be somebody with at least some medical experience. And then something pissed, pisses me off. 1997, the last living detective, Ralph Asdell, was interviewed. He believed he found the murderer weeks after the murder through the tips of a man in a car seen at dawn before the body was found. I remember you telling me about that. But due to lack of evidence, he didn't approach the man. The car was a dark-colored, most likely black Ford. I remember that. It was of a black Ford. You, okay. It was a blackboard. Um. Now we're okay. My camera got blurry. Give me a sec. Uh, there you go. All right. Before I get to this, why don't we first record the first episode? I was very adamant that the guy that I'm about to talk to about talk about was the murderer. Mm-hmm. Um. I was like, it was him. I bet you it was him. And then I read the book. And I kid you not, the author calls him a fucking distraction from the case. And I was like, what? So you're telling me that the guy I thought did it all fucking along was most likely a distraction. And do you agree now that you've finished the book?
0: What? That's not what I expected. I always thought that it
1: was the guy that you thought. But... (laughs) I agree. I, oh, God. I I, 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 I agree to a certain extent that it was most likely a distraction because I can't say how he was brought up as a suspect until I finished reading about him. Mm-hmm. Um. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you guys these three pages worth of evidence I have against this guy. I just did air quotes around the word evidence for people that are listening. I'm going to mm. tell you guys all these notes of supposing evidence that I have against this guy and then at the very end I'm gonna tell you how he was brought up as a suspect and I'm gonna see if all of y'all have a change of mind
0: okay I because have not read your notes so I'm just gonna
1: I'm just gonna go blind I didn't learning. mention how we, how he was found. yeah I know how he's how he found out I didn't even mention it in my notes oh. either how he was found out I'm gonna mention it remind me to mention how he was okay. found out to I'm on the edge
0: of my seat I'll, I'll remind you
1: all right So, the most famous suspect of this case is Dr. George Hodel.
0: Your camera's blurry. My
1: camera's blurry again. (laughs) Fucking hell. To get through this suspense, okay? Alright. George Hodel. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: How did this man become such a well-known possible suspect? Because of his own fucking son. Mm -hmm. His son, Steve Hodel, Strongly believes that George was the killer. So who was George? He was a wealthy doctor in LA. Doctor. A doctor. Doctor. Medical, medical experience. experience yeah. Hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Hand in hand. He was in charge of a venereal disease clinic in LA and apparently gave him a knowledge of a wide variety of sexual lives. He also performed illegal abortions. Interesting. Um, I
0: reported- don't think I'd
1: want him to be my OBGYN. Me Me neither. Yeah. Reported after we find out what he did to his daughter. I wouldn't want this man to be my daughter. Did doctor you remember? Either. Did you mention that the last time we reported this? Cool. I, mentioned that I forgot. The last time. <laughs> okay, good. Because uh, this man was an asshole. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember that. He re- I re- he re- it, it was reported that this man breezed through medical school and intended to be a surgeon. The reason that Steve first brought up his father being a possible killer is that he found. Two photographs belonging to George of a woman that looked very similar to Short. However, it was never confirmed that it's actually her in the photos. Interesting. Steve believes that George had a romantic relationship with Short, and that George had the medical training that was needed for the murder. He also believes that his father was responsible for the murder of Jane French, who was a girl who was stomped to death. Um... Her body was also found all be post and naked with the initials BD written on red lipstick on her body. It said, fuck you, BD. Interesting. I have a question. Do you yes. think
0: that he did Jane French still or?
1: I don't think so either. Oh my god. This is so different than the last time we recorded it. Wow. <laughs> um, Wait, hold on. My monitor is acting up. There you go. Um, The police looked at the writing On John Jan French's body, and they possibly believe that it doesn't even say BD. Like, the D was very weirdly written, and so it could have been a D, it could have been a different letter, but they don't think it was referencing the block Dahlia. They're like, they're like, they're like the spelling and like the way it was written, they don't even think it said BD. And at some point, I believe. But are you looking up the picture? Mm There's a picture of her of it. I think it says BD personally.
0: Oh, Jesus Christ! Her crime scene is aggressive. It is. I haven't seen her crime scene. I don't know. There's just nope. These are all. Oh, that's Mary Jane Kelly. I was like, that's it. That's a Mary Jane Kelly was the last victim of Jack the Ripper. For well, some reason, I searched Jane French crime scene. And it was like Mary Jane Kelly. No, that's not what I searched. I was wondering why it looks so aggressive. Is because yeah. Oh, I also spelled Jane wrong. It's like Jan.
1: Yeah, Jan.
0: Fuck you, B D. Yeah, that looks like B and D.
1: Yeah. That just
0: looks like a fancy way to write a D.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm gonna show. I don't know if it's gonna like show up, but I'm gonna show it to my camera. It's not that gruesome, because it's in black and white. <laughs> There's nothing else that you can see. Yeah, it just looks like a B and a D. It does. Especially with how they're writing in like all caps with everything. It just yeah. looks like it says BD, but yeah.
1: yeah. I don't know, we aren't police officers, so... We aren't. We don't know how they thought back in the 40s. Um... Yeah. Apparently, um, handwritten notes from the murderer matched George's handwriting, Hmm. and it was checked by a forensic expert, and the same expert believes that George's writing matches the BD found on Jan French.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. And on January 9th, which was the last day that Elizabeth was seen, George had bags of concrete sent to his home, and similar bags filled with bloody water were found near Short's body. How are you going to convince me that this guy didn't do it? I will see. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Okay. We'll see. Okay. Um, George thro- drove a black 1936 Packard that looks similar to the description of the car seen at dawn, but a Packard, not a Ford. Interesting. I Don don't know what a Packard adamant. looks like. The police is adamant that the car that was seen, because the reports of the people that called in and said I saw this car the night before the body was found, it was a black Ford, not a Packard.
0: I feel like they do look kind of similar but they're different enough. This is such a cool-looking car. <laughs> <laughs> that looks similar enough to a Ford in the 8 in the 40s, but like it yeah. looks different enough too to be able to tell the difference. That's such a yeah. cool-looking car. It's so long. You know those those dogs with the long noses? Uh, That's what this I car looks like. You? <laughs> Don't you know I give it all for you? That meme is flooding by TikTok. That's what this car looks like. Look at how long it is. Okay, I'm <laughs> sorry.
1: Continue. Alright, Um. so similarities between how short was posed um, was found to the art made by Hodel's friend Man Ray. Um, George idolized this guy, and he wanted to be an artist. Interesting. Um. This is where we find out he's an asshole. Um, George's daughter, Tamar, recalls father her father having hosting huge parties in her Hollywood adjacent home with guests like Man Ray. Mm-hmm. She also claims that she had been posed for nude photos for Ray as a child. And then after running away from home in 1949, Tamar reported that George tried to teach her oral sex at the age of 11. And George offered Tamar to his friends for sex at the age of 14. And that apparently George himself had sex with her. (laughs) She just, her jaw dropped even more and even more. They were just like, what the fuck? I think you did mention this the last time we recorded, but
0: I forgot. And wow. I did. I'm I'm (laughs) just going to purposefully forget again. What did you okay say? and then, not
1: happening. at the age no of 15 Tamar had a baby girl named fauna one year after her father reportedly had sex with her yeah i hate
0: this dude i don't care if he killed the black Dahlia or not but he should be in jail i mean he's dead he should be in jail <laughs> dead he should be in hell exactly that's yeah that's yeah. what i mean okay okay um he should be in jail but dead
1: Oh, I can I can mention here now how he was brought up as a suspect. The other has um, and mentions it. Okay. So um, Tamar sent him to trial, to court to mm-hmm. suit uh, for the incest charges. Good, but he was acquitted of them Not due to the good. family saying that Tamar was lying, and the the his 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 attorney went. Question questioned tomorrow during court, right? And he went, Is it true that you told your friend, and I quote, I think my father killed a Black Dahlia, and I think he's going to kill me and everybody else in this household. That's how he was brought up as a Black Dahlia suspect, because it was mentioned in court during his incest trial.
0: Which would give the jury more of an excuse to not acquit him,
1: like to take him to jail. That would- and, and, he was still, and he was still acquitted and actually the LAPD wanted revenge on this man on George Hodel they're like he should be in prison not for incest not just for incest but because of the illegal abortions the tax frauds everything else that he's fucking doing this man should be in prison mm-hmm. so they're like we're gonna investigate him in a Black Dahlia case because of what this attorney said hmm that is what made me fall- go faulty and be like, okay, this guy is probably not the killer then. And in the book, um, the author had actually read Steve Hodell's books where he claims that his father is the killer. And she still believes that it was all a distraction from the actual case and from the incest charges. Interesting. So she, she doesn't think there's enough compelling evidence against him. Which, yeah, most of the evidence that he has, like the handwriting and the cement bags... That could just be pure coincidence and, like, faulty investigating from the mm-hmm. experts. It's very circumstantial. Because he, yeah, because he hired these experts. He was like, I think my my father did this murder, and I want mm-hmm. you to prove me right. Yeah. So it could mm-hmm. be faulty in some aspects. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And then in 1950, here is something that does still ring to me, and I'm like, okay, this man could still be a fucking killer. Even if he didn't kill Elizabeth. Um, he moved to the Philippines mm-hmm. in 1950. And in 1967, a woman in Manila was also found bisected and posed one mile away from the crime scene was where George Hodel lived, apparently.
0: And he could have been like, well, I didn't do it, but fuck you, I can. Yeah, <laughs> like
1: something exactly. Something like that.
0: Yeah. Um, and then, Or he just got inspiration because he was like, you know what, I, I may have not done
1: that, but I do want to murder somebody, and then he just copied and it because do he it was that being way.
0: railroaded. Yeah.
1: yeah. And then in 2012, a search dog detected human com- decomposition in multiple areas of Steve's childhood home. Um, forensic anthropologist, Aprad Vass, said that this doesn't prove much, because when testing soil samples gathered in the alleyway, it, could, it came out of human posit positive from human remains from 20 to 100 years ago. So it's not That's a very, a very time wide period. range, a bit an 80 year gap. 20 or 100, I don't know. Yeah. And then LA Times reporter Steve Lopez went to the Los Angeles DA and was giving access to the case files and there he found George Hodell listed as him listed as a suspect among 20 other men. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And found records that LAPD had planted a listening device in Georgia's house. And they listened to him for 40 days in 1950. And he said, supposing I did kill the Black Dahlia, they couldn't prove it now. They talk. They can't talk to my secretary because she's dead. Oh, this man was also being looked at for killing his secretary. I, I think I he killed his that. secretary. I think he's killed his secretary for sure. Yeah. I think um, he was just cocky
0: about being... He's pr- he, pr- he seems like he has a big-ass ego. I think he probably he loved
1: that he was being railroaded for something that they couldn't prove if he did it or yeah. not. Because he's and getting the attention. he was very attention. paranoid, and he knew that they had planted a bug in his house because there were more transcripts of him yelling at his workers, saying, find it, find it, find it, and oh. him just rustling around in his ba- basement looking for the That's bug. That's
0: so creepy.
1: Yeah. It was just him, like, yelling at him, like, can y'all find his bug already? And, like, him just, like, digging around his basement looking for it because he knew that they were bugging his house. Damn. Yeah. I hate this man. I do. I do, same. I don't care if he wasn't the killer. I still fucking hate him. I still think he's Um, a killer, but he may have not been the killer. I still think he's a killer, but not the killer of the Black Dahlia, yeah. Mm -hmm. Another transcript describes what sounded as a woman being attacked in the basement, by the way. So that's another thing so this guy is still a fucking horrible man even if he wasn't the killer in this case and investigation into Holdell's ties to Short was shut down abruptly in 1950 the lead investigator says that recordings that the recordings actually cleared suspicion and Steve claims that George had knowledge about corruption in the LAPD, and he believes mm. it that the LAPD covered it to avoid dirt being spilled. It's the LAPD. He's yeah, probably knows. And that there was shit. a transcript of where George apparently said, "This is the best payoff I've seen between law enforcement agencies. I like to get a connection <laughs> made in the DA's <laughs> office." Wow, that's very on the nose. I know, right? That's really funny. Um. Um, LAPD admitted that much of the physical evidence from the Black Dahlia case isn't in the files anymore. And Stephen K., the LA head deputy DA, stated that he believed the case has been solved and that he would have no reservations about filing two counts of murder against Dr. Gerald Todell. Then do it. I know, right? I triple dog Um, dare you. (laughs) I dare you. Uh, He moved back to the U.S. in 1990 and died. I think I said 1991 last time, but Wikipedia says he died in 1999. I don't know. It's either 91 or 99. It was one of the two. Mm
0: -hmm. And now here
1: here is where I have my more scripted stuff that I'm going to read. It says, (laughs) although George Hodel is believed to be the murderer, some people believe that he wasn't and that there's someone out there that has even more evidence against them. One of the people that believe this is the author of the book *Black Dahlia, Red Rose*. Pew ate well. Um, I finished the book and I learned a lot. Um, she believes that a man by the name of Leslie Dwayne Dion is the killer. He's got three names. He did it. I have three pages against this man. Damn, uh, he did it. <laughs> <clears throat> Leslie was a bellhop and a one-time mortician's assistant. One time. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? He would be he he only worked as a mortician's assistant once. Like he once had a job as an assistant and then never did it again. Why? Do we know? No. He
0: just was like, nah, not for me. Or I
1: don't know. Or did dude. he get
0: like kicked out?
1: I know you don't know the answer, but I want to theorize. Hmm. <laughs> Apparently, this man had connections to Mark Hansen. Mm. Interesting. Cool author believes was a co-conspirator in Elizabeth's death. That makes sense. That would make a lot of sense.
0: Because it also um, makes sense because of like all the things that were, ooh, like how his address book was sent in with his name. Yeah. Mark Hansen wouldn't do that, but the guy that was working with him could have done that to get it off of him. Yeah, exactly. And been like, hey,
1: look at this dude instead of me. Look at this dude instead of look me. Instead of me. Mm-hmm.
0: Ooh, I already um, like it.
1: <laughs> I already like it, she says. Um, he would almost be arrested, but then be released. And there's more about that information later. Okay. So, we first, in the book, the reason that Leslie was found out in general is because Dr. Joseph Paul DeRiver, who worked in the LAPD as a forensic psychologist, I'm pretty sure. He posted articles about the Black Dahlia murder in a true crime magazine. Mm. And he received a letter from Dion under the Elias Jack Sand saying, um, claiming that he had a friend by the name of Jeff Connors that he believed to be the murderer because of the fact that he knew facts about the case that the police and other public people wouldn't know unless he was the killer. So he was like, I have this friend. He knows this, this, and this, and I think he's the killer. But since he knew these facts, They believed that Leslie was the killer and that Jeff Connors was just a guy invented from his imagination to get the blame off of him. Because he knew what happened to the tattoo. Oh. And he also, there was a patch of hair cut off of her on her area, on her private area, right? And it was shoved up her rectum too. And he, and this wasn't released to the public either. And this guy, Leslie, also knew what happened to that. He did it. That's what I'm saying! What? Um,
0: You're not just gonna- Nobody can fathom- Like, I can't even, like, imagine that that happened. Even though I know for a fact that it happened. Nobody's just gonna pull that out of their ass. Like, they're like, I think this
1: happened. And then it- Then not- (sighs) And then when Paul the River interviewed him, he claimed that he believed that the mur- reason the murder happened is because it was among the lines of a man's masculinity being insulted by Shor- short, and in result, he he planned to cause her pain as revenge, mm-hmm. and in this case, killing her. That makes he sense. was like, he was like, yeah, I think that um she insulted this man's masculinity and rumored and would threatened um passing it off as a rumor and i think this guy will want to hurt her as revenge mm-hmm. and i was like why do you think this would happen unless if it is what happened and because you did it yeah. like what do you why would you have this theory evidence of what you think would have happened out of the top of your imagination and this caused. For Doctor De River to ask him to take his pants camera, his pants off, saying it's just us men here. And then when he did that, he realized that he had a juvenile Of course he does. And and the doctor was like this man has small dick energy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then when the doctor saw this, he was like, Okay, then that matches to him to what him saying that a guy's masculinity was being threatened. Yeah. It connects the dots. So that brought even more suspicion to killing him. And then Dylan goes, you know what? I think she was killed in a motel room. And you know what's even more coincidental? What? That there was a motel called the Astor Motel that on the morning of January 15th, 1947, the same day that Elizabeth's body was fucking found, Uh they would walk in to find cabin number three Filled with blood and fecal matter all over the walls. <laughs> and... Dude... <laughs> and there's more, Evie. There's more. There's more, ladies and gentlemen, and non-binary people out there. Um, it was filled with bloody footprints. The walls and bathroom shower had been smeared with bl- blood and fecal water. It had been entirely destroyed. And that was the day that Short was found. That they also found this room bloodied. It wasn't the LAPD found it. It was the hotel, o- the motel owners that found Did it. Did they like call this.
0: the police?
1: They didn't, and I'll tell you why. The motel owner claims that he saw a girl that he believed to be Short drunken near six cabins down in cabin nine the night before the room was found all bloody. Okay, so why didn't they call the police? Because they didn't want to get tied up because they already had issues with the police before. Oh. And they're like, I don't want to bring with the police into this because the police suck and they're being mean to us and shit. So we're just not gonna mention this bloody crime scene. We're that not we found.
0: gonna mention the fact that one of our rooms is overflowing with blood. That's
1: just so casual. We don't need that right? part of it. So the day that the bloody room was found, there was some black silky clothing found in cabin nine, which is the cabin where the girl was found seen drunk and nude the night before. And they believe that this was the clothes that Short was last seen alive wearing. Because it was black, it was silky and matched the skirt and shirt that Manly said she was wearing. And they're like, there's this, the guy, the owner, his last name was Hoffman, I'm pretty sure. And he was like, yeah, I saw this girl, like, drunk down and passed out on the bed. She wasn't wearing any clothes. She had dark curly hair. I think it was Elizabeth Short. And then the hotel owner believes that he saw Leslie Dion and Mark Hansen the night before. The bloody room was found and the night before Short was found and the night she was presumably killed. Whoa. However, the cabin couldn't be tested much, because the Hoffmans didn't report the scene to the police, and instead decided to clean the room and sheets themselves. Cool. The daughter, who was 10 years old at the time, recalls that when her mother heard about the Black Dahlia murder, she was terrified because she really thought that she had gotten rid of evidence for burning the sheets. Oh no, she burned the clothing she burned the clothing that was found Why? because she didn't want it to be evidence against something because she didn't want to bring in the police and that when she found out about the Black Dahlia murder she went holy shit I just destroyed evidence uh huh yeah and then Dion lived in a trailer park and the owner of the territory of the trailer park believes that he has seen Elizabeth Short with Leslie Dion on multiple occasions and Leslie Dion had no alibi for the night of the murder. Not even from his own fucking wife. He, he did it. That's what, what I'm saying. Now, let's revisit Mark Hansen. We're going back to this fucking asshole, okay? okay? This is the last thing that I have before I reach my ending. Okay. We know that Short and her friends lived at his home. Anne Toth, who was Short's friend, claims that Hanson was obsessive over Short and was jealous of her many boyfriends and got sick of him asking of her asking him for money. Toth claims that Mark got a call from Elizabeth the night she was last seen at the Biltmore Hotel, and that he offered her to stay at his house if she didn't have anywhere else to go. But Hanson told the police that that wasn't true. However, a woman recalls. Being at Hanson's house that night for a party and walking in on Hanson and a dark girl, dark-haired, curly-haired girl having sex, and that when she asked for the name of the girl, he said Beth Short, and that this implies that he was lying to the police and he actually did receive a call and Short was at his house the week she went missing. Eatwell, the author believes that Hansen got sick of Elizabeth and asked Leslie to get rid of her, but was shocked to see what actually happened to her. Ewell also believes that the reason that no one was charged for this is because Hansen had connections to the new chief that have been hired, Thaddeus Brown and his brother Finnis, and since this time the police had a shit ton of corruption, it wouldn't be impossible for the LEPD and the chiefs to cover it up in this instance because Hansen knew about the inner workings. Because, um... I'm pretty sure he got shot from this girl saying revenge for Elizabeth Short. Like, this girl went on a date with him, and then she shot him and mentioned Elizabeth Short, I'm pretty sure. And when he was in the hospital bro- bed, after he called the police and went to the hospital, he told Get me Chief Brown. So he knew the the, the Chief personally. I'm not making much sense right now because I'm stuttering, but he it's knew okay. the Chief and was friends with him. Wow. That's all I got to say. Yeah. I'm sorry for being so quiet. I'm just a little it's baffled. Fine. I'm sorry to the audience for sounding so shaken up and, like, stuttering, but I'm, like, pissed off and, like, boiling with anger right now. I respect it. Um, The LAPD Gangster Squad, which is what they were called back in the day, they would follow and interview Leslie Dion many times, and they almost arrested him. And they, like, arrested him. And they had 48 hours to, like, give him a charge or not and, like, put him in prison. And, like, the last four hours on the last day that they had to put charges on him, they got a call saying that he was going to be released. Why? Because they found Jeff Connors. They found the dude that he said did it. So they were like, okay, this guy isn't a fint of his imagination. He wasn't made up. He was actually real. So he is most likely the killer." and actually told Leslie all these facts. So we're going to release Leslie. But you want to know what sucks even more? They released Jeff Connors. Yeah. I don't know what to say. <laughs> and that concludes all of my notes. But this is like my exiting speech. I put so as one can see, all impossible leads for the Dahlia case were shut down at the time, making the case eventually run cold. All we are left with today is a few existing documents and images and a retelling of the story from what we know. After reading Black Dahlia and Red Rose, I believe that Leslie Dwayne Dion had at least something to do with the murder, whether he was the one to kill Elizabeth or not. Sadly, we will most likely never know Short was killed at the Astor Hotel motel, sorry due to the cabin being too old to run tests for blood which Eatwell actually attempted with a forensic psychologist to get blood results from the uh, from the cabin like she went to LA to this cabin at this motel and like tested it for blood but there were inconclusive results because it was like all renovated and shit and we will also most likely never know who killed Elizabeth it has been so long since the murder and all the key witnesses and active detectives and participants of the case are dead And sadly, the case of the murder of Elizabeth Short, aka the Black Dahlia, will forever remain a mystery. And my sources were Wikipedia, BuzzFeed Unsolved, different articles, and the book Black Dahlia Red Rose. And that's all I got.
0: (laughs) Oh my god. I don't know what to say. You did a really good job. I'm just,
1: I'm... who do you think done did it? Le- Leslie? Yeah, uh, I yeah. think it was him. Do you, do you see why I went against the whole George Hodel theory now? And I think Mark Hansen had something to do with it, definitely. Me too. Leslie and Mark. I think it was most likely them.
0: I did not expect... After recording the first... When we did this the first time, and you being, you making me so set on George Hodel doing it... Yeah. I did not expect to be my mind to be changed so easily with like so definitely.
1: How do you think I feel? I know. Wow. I've been set on this case since I was 14 years old. Mm-hmm. Being like the last four years of my life, I always thought, okay, it was George Hodel, And then I read this book and 14 years of my life for a fucking lie. <laughs> me four years? Four years, sorry, not fourteen. It's the last, okay. last four years of my life were a freaking lie. I think because because only one part of it was, that but... all of this was a fucking distraction.
0: Wow. And I'm
1: like all oh my god. I am
0: feeding. Yeah. Would you still like me to include
1: our conversation about your dream? So yeah, this is the time where Evie is going to insert audio of the first episode where we talked about this dream that I have related to the Black Dahlia a lot. I've had a repeating nightmare of me going to a under, like to a, like a workshop in the middle of the woods where oh, they have, news- <laughs> where they have newspaper clippings of the Black Dahlia with pictures of a crime scene and like her face. Okay, I'm so sorry, but there's also like a dope ass nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> if, like, like, is never every time it. I go down I go down with my mom to a car workshop in the middle of a woods and for some reason they're playing like this like old timey music most oh, of the time. I hate that. And oh. they have like on the fence post they will have newspaper like the head cover from the nineteen forties newspaper with the black dolly on it i specifically having remember having that dream three separate times and every time i wake up in a cold sweat because i have images of her i have images of her body when i have that dream i hate that like like my dream self imagines the body in those dreams
0: god i hate that yeah it's
1: not a pleasant nightmare Oh, i'm so uncomfortable imagining that right now and that was before i saw the detailed explicit photos that's when i had just seen the blurry ones oh wow ever since i've seen the explicit ones i haven't had that dream yet that's not Knock good. On wood yeah um i hate that dream like because it just feels so suspenseful and so eerie the way i'm and, like, imagining
0: it uh, I hate it, but I've also, for time. some reason, my my mind has decided to add parts to it, and that would be- I, I kind of don't want to say this, because I don't want to make you have it and make it worse. Oh but, lord, like, what is it? Just George Hotel walking out of the shop. No! Stop! 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 <laughs> that's not- stop. That can't, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> no, I don't even know oh, what he looks like, but I'm just imagining, like, a creep. I know how he does. <laughs> no, just, what I'm imagining- is like a Charlie Chaplin looking man with a bowler hat. <laughs> to make you feel better. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's what everybody
1: looks like at if the time, I right? I have a dream now, Evie. I swear to God. I'm so sorry. I will. I don't know what I'll do. Will but will have I... to pay for my therapy session on Wednesday. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> You're going to pay me $35 if I get that nightmare. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, and to add to that nightmare, it's always on a cloudy, rainy day. That's spooky. So it's, like, cloudy with, like, weird music that you can't even understand the lyrics to. I'm usually playing. I'm pretty sure. I think. I think that's what it is. I don't know if I'm making that up. But for some reason, like my brain is yelling at me old-time music. So I think there might be music. I think there's either pop, like, some kind of music where you don't understand the lyrics. Yeah. And they have newspaper clippings from 1940s. I'm imagining it. I'm just... I know
0: 1940s it wasn't like that long ago so I shouldn't be imagining it as old timey mm-hmm. as I am but you know those like oh I can't remember what those are called there's like old record record players where the mm-hmm. the speaker looks like like a flower yeah <laughs> that's what I'm imagining it coming from and it makes me uncomfortable and I will
1: say um the person that was was the black dahlia on the like the photo, not the one of her crime like her body
0: mm-hmm.
1: which the one if it does show the body in my dream is the one covered in the blanket. So mm-hmm. I don't see like anything graphic. But the one where it's apparently like her face before she passed away, there's a known picture of her before she passed away. If you search up Elizabeth short you'll see it. It's like this one of her smiling at your camera. She looks really pretty. Mm-hmm. But the one that I have in my dream isn't that one. It's not even her. It's mm-hmm. like just this random woman that looks similar to her, but mm-hmm. it's not her. That's so I'm really like, weird. I'm like, interesting. What That's if it's like weird. Jane French or something like that? I swear to God, Evie. Evie, I swear to God. Sorry. Evie, I swear to God. I'm sorry. If you make me get the stream again, sorry. you will actually pay for my therapy on Wednesday. I'm sorry. I swear to God. I'm sorry. I'm going to tell my mom that. I'm going to be like, hey, if I have this nightmare again, Evie's got my therapy undercover. <laughs> I'm a god student with no job. I don't know if I can afford that. This time, which, mm-hmm. update, I had that dream again after we recorded that episode, mm-hmm. like a month later. And this time, I saw a man <laughs> in my dream. I'm so sorry. And I was like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> oh my god, but this time it was different. It Like, the shed looked different. Hmm. And the newspaper clipping was posted in a different spot, huh And this time, it was definitely Elizabeth's face that I saw in the picture.
0: oh, I hate that
1: a lot. And it was it was like definitely her from what I remember. It was like most likely like her, the picture that you see on Google everywhere when uh-huh. you search up for her, like her arrested picture. I'm pretty sure it was that picture that was on the newspaper. and <sighs> I think this time it was playing like 1960s music or something. I hate that so much. It's too late for this. It was like a radio or something. But yeah, I had that dream again, guys. And it was, I woke up so shooken up and I immediately, I texted you in my dream. Oh, you texted me after the dream. What did you text me in your dream? I texted you the same thing saying I got the dream again. Oh, that's so weird. And then I woke up and I was like, wait, I actually didn't text them. So I actually texted you again. But yeah, damn. That that recaps the Black Dahlia for you guys. Uh-huh. Oh my god. <sighs> I want this case to be solved. I want it to be so solved too. Badly. It has to be. With the Lady of the
0: Dunes... The lady of the dunes and the boy in the box, with them being identified recently, even though the black Dahlia is like was identified, we with this like track record we
1: got going, it has to be solved. But yeah, guys, I hope you guys have a great night or day or afternoon. Um, please don't sue us if you get traumatized for this shit. We are not responsible. You listen to this anybody. on your own. <laughs> You will listen to this on your own behalf. You're talking to a, a college student and a senior in high school. We do not have jack shit. Yeah. <laughs> so please don't sue us. You listen to this willingly. Mm hmm. But please remember that. I hope that you enjoyed the
0: episode. I hope you got entertainment out of it, I guess. Yeah. I hope you learned some stuff. I
1: hope that you can sleep. I hope that you have a better day. And um... if, 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 if you did get traumatized, Here's a fun little thing you can do. Tell somebody else the story and get them traumatizing. Yeah, trauma so, them. be like, hey, I'm traumatized
0: I... by this. Listen
1: to the episode. What do you think I did today? I passed off my trauma to Evie and to you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and welcome. And once my boyfriend gets back from going, uh, working out at the gym,
0: he gets it. It's yeah! just a
1: cycle. Text me his reaction. I will. Make him listen! Oh my God! Make him listen to it while you're editing it. He he listens to the episodes sometimes. So oh my God! And I,
0: I'm sure that my teacher, who recommended the Fred Fred and Rosemary West case a while ago, when I told him that we
1: were going to cover this case, he went, "Oh, well, if you are, hello, sir. It is honored Hi. to meet you through virtual presence. You don't know me, um, but I know you. <laughs> and it is an honor to meet you. <laughs> Thank you for traumatizing me." <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I haven't even, I, I'm really excited to research the rest of the case. We should probably, like, actually end this episode.
1: Yeah, we probably I should. How okay, long is the recording
0: then? Um, an hour and 14 minutes plus the 30-minute recording before my computer decided it wanted to
1: self-destruct. <laughs> oh Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah, that's the end of tonight's episode. I hope you guys have a re- lovely rest of your day. Um, Please get some sleep tonight and don't, do what I do and don't imagine Elizabeth Short standing in front of your door at night. Okay, thanks. That's what happened that to me for the past in week. Our brains. <laughs> <laughs> because it's been on my brain for the past week and a half. Oh I've been my sleeping God. with my LEDs on. I've been sleeping with my LEDs on because every time I turn around, I'm so scared I'm just going to see somebody, specifically her, standing at my door. Thank you for giving me a new fear. You're I appreciate welcome. it.
0: Okay, before she could traumatize me more, thank you for listening. Bye! (laughs) Bye! (laughs)